0: What's happening financial coaches? It's Pete here again. Got a very specific question here and I feel like um, I have seen some people respond to this in exactly the opposite way that I'm going to respond to it. Uh, Basically a financial coach has a client and uh, they wanted to put into the financial coaching contract, so the agreement that you have, your work authorization, whatever you want to call it, that the client has built a number of things on their own. Some Financial spreadsheets, you know, and probably only in uh, Excel, you know, in a standard spreadsheet, modeling out how they're thinking about retirement. And what they want to do is they want to put in the contract that if the coach reviews this and finds it helpful, that they have to acknowledge that this is the intellectual property of the client and that they cannot reuse it without expressed permission from the client. And the coach here is worried that this is, um, something unique, something that is a sign of the client being unsure of the coach's capability. It's something that may be unethical or whatever. And I am just here to tell you that this is totally normal. If you have not come across a situation before uh, in business or something like that, um, uh, I'd be surprised because in the business world, we call these things non-disclosure agreements. And even if you don't have a copyright or a patent on something, I can certainly ask you, you know, in the process of us developing something, if I show it to you or get your advice on something, that you promise not to disclose it. You promise that basically uh, anything that you see is um, is mine and you can't use it. You can't uh, use the inspiration for it. I mean, you can't tell people about it. This is pretty commonplace, you know, and this is something that I think is probably going to be expected, especially if you are working with people who are generally financially secure and generally financially savvy. Um, I will give you a couple of very specific examples. Um, So one, I went uh, to a client and he was not the owner of the business, um, but he worked at a business. He had been part of a family business since he was very young and uh, he was very important and he was very highly compensated for his work, but he was worried about his retirement and as he is a very thoughtful person he put together a very elaborate spreadsheet this was all done in excel in fact it was something like 67 tabs each of the uh, printouts if you pressed them down into very small fonts were you know four and a half feet long and basically he was doing all of these modelings uh, and uh, the model and the spreadsheet that he built allowed for different permutations because he owned a bunch of different real estate, he owned uh, a bunch of different investments, he owned some um, commodities and you know precious metals and things like this, he had some uh, various income streams on top of his uh, earned income from the work, and you know he wanted to build something where he could pull the lever on anything that he owned. You know what if I sold this income property? What if I kept this income property you know and it would do all of the Follow-up calculations like, hey, this is what we would net out of the sale, but if I keep it, this is what the property tax is and the income that we can generate and the p- depreciation and all this stuff. It was very elaborate, you know, and this is what he wanted me to weigh in on. And I said, hey, this is really, really elaborate. In fact, I'm surprised that you did this all in Excel because, to be honest, there are probably some other tools that would have given you a little bit of a head start on this, but... As far as I could tell, and it wasn't my job, I think, to audit it, it was just to really kind of get an understanding of what he was planning on doing and some of the considerations that he was thinking about. You know, uh, one option, the extreme option, would be for him to sell everything, just liquidate everything into cash at retirement. That was probably not going to happen, but on one end of the spectrum, you know, his tool could model that out for him and show him how rich he would be. On the other end, he could do nothing and just kind of start living off the income streams that his assets were generating. You know, so. A very impressive tool. I certainly would never have needed it or wanted it. Um, You know, he was in a unique situation, so the likelihood that someone else would need exactly this hard-coded tool for uh, determining net worth and um, options was probably not going to be super valuable to anyone else. But it was very good, and what he wanted was, um, and we just did an email just uh, let me know that you are not going to reuse this tool or sell it or anything like that. And I email back, yes, we no problem. Um, if I anything that I take a look at for you are always confidential. I won't share the algorithms that you're using. I won't share any of your specific numbers, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Never have, never needed to. So that's fine. In the paper, in the paper, paper trail, the email thread back and forth would hold up in court, as far as I know. Consult with a. Legal expert or attorney on those matters, but that just shows that we both agree to the same terms on it. Um, my second real world example is I had a very similar situation. Someone was worried about their retirement. They had some kids. They had some kids that had been in trouble. They had some kids that had pre inherited some money, et etc. et cetera. Um, He kind of wanted to know what all his options were. And as a software developer, he actually built his own program. It wasn't super pretty, it wasn't meant to be downloaded and sold or anything like that but it was just kind of like what this guy had done in the spreadsheet but he had done it programmatically and then was able to kind of pull in some free tools um, some Monte Carlo simulations which uh, kind of run some uh, forward-looking um, uh, simulations on what the stock market will do so a, a fairly sophisticated tool hard-coded not really packageable but it was his own tool he wanted to make sure that when I looked at it that I was not going to just make a digital copy this would have actually been something very easy to copy because he just sent me the file and I just pressed execute and it showed me rendered his uh, output and we could change things on the fly and kind of talked through different things and it had social security in there and had other income and his wife's income and what if she worked to this age and pension and all sorts of stuff. So uh, a very nice tool, lots of effort that went into it. um, And the outputs were a little cleaner and a little easier to read than the spreadsheet. But Nonetheless, he also wanted to make sure that I did not steal an intellectual property. It wasn't something that he had patented or even copyrighted or anything like that. It was just something he used. But um, and I don't think he thought I would be interested in marketing this at, at any level, but he just didn't want me to reuse it. He didn't want to find out that I was kind of using the same tool with other numbers for other clients because his situation was maybe far more vanilla, far more typical. And you could certainly put in any numbers, you know, income, social security, retirement, all these other things. So again, just over email. Yeah, no problem. You show me that i'll act like i've never seen it kind of a deal basically it was just a situation where i promise not to copy it i promise not to resell it i promise not to use it without your permission all of these other things very very commonplace it doesn't have to be just financial tools they can say hey i'm writing a book you know and i just want to know that um because you know i really want this to be a, a key piece of my business or an income generator for me if i show it to you and kind of talk about it i don't want you stealing my ideas for it or Uh, You can be inventing a product. These are all very common things. The fact that they have built some sort of financial tool doesn't make it any less relevant to you uh, or um, less important for them to make sure that it's protected. And, you know, especially it's not an issue with me trusting the client is with the client trusting the coach to make sure that even uh, even if they didn't have that legal coverage that they wouldn't find your or their tool on your website being promoted as something that, hey, look at this awesome tool I've got, right? Now, if you do see something, you're like, man, this would be great for a number of my other clients. Then you could talk to them about licensing it. You know, they might actually give you a copy saying, hey, just put my brand or my logo or whatever it is on it. I mean, these are very, very common situations. This has nothing to do with trust. It has nothing to do with the coachability of the client. Uh, It has nothing to do with their intellect or you know, uh, bad behaviors or bad experiences or anything like this. This is what I would expect if I were the client. If I built, I mean, I built a ton of my own intellectual property, some of which I uh, fiercely defend, you know, send cease and desist, have people take it down. Other times, it might be in the same situation where I give it away freely. I say even rebrand it, just reuse uh, reuse the programming in the spreadsheet or, um, you know, I've written some apps, um, you know, things like that in visual basic, very basic programming language but um, it just depends on the capabilities of the other people and it has nothing to do with my confidence you know it just has to do with you know if someone is using something of mine without my permission and they don't have a legal right to and I have taken the steps to protect it from that I absolutely take I, I absolutely do submit takedown requests I you know it doesn't happen every day but I would say that I find these things once a month on the other hand, if someone reaches out to me beforehand and says, hey, can I use this? I am 99.9% likely to say, go ahead, feel free, and uh, just let me know so that you know when um, my tools are scanning the web for my materials or my texts and they find it, that I just ignore uh, it popping up for you. So if your client, let me put it this way, if your client asks you, to sign a non-disclosure or ask you to refrain from copying or sharing or uh, rebranding or using anything that they show you. It doesn't matter if it's a financial tool. It doesn't matter if it is their deep dark secret. It doesn't matter if it's a secret handwritten note from their grandfather that they are going to bypass all of the other beneficiaries in their family and leave everything to that person. Yes, you keep that in confidence. That's not a problem. I don't see why that would be a problem. So, um, Don't read into it other than they want to protect themselves. And if they fully trusted you, they might not even have to ask, to be really honest. Uh, You should probably strive to get there. But even if they do, it's certainly no harm to ask. I have asked for legal um, requests from all sorts of people, even people I've known for a long time, because I have just learned it is better to be safe then sorry i didn't make up that saying um i didn't make up that cliche and if you have heard that then hopefully you realize it's actually a pretty sound philosophy so anyway if you get it yes agree you don't have to put it in the contract you can just text it back and forth email it whatever document it in any way you want put in your contract it doesn't really matter but it is it is not a sign of anything other than the client might be really savvy the client might Maybe know what they're doing. And to be honest, uh, you should probably do a little bit of a gut check and say, do I have the capability to add something to this conversation? Because they may already have their ducks in a row. So anyway, that's just my thoughts. I'll See you later.